0: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the A's It's Spearsy, And today we're talking Deep cuts from soundtracks We loved in 1983 But that doesn't matter Because today Is the return Of Brad in L.A. I wasn't gone that long It was so long We started doing the podcast In German Liebe Kinder, so schön, dass wir
1: wieder zusammen sind. In unserer Reise heute fahren wir wieder
0: zurück nach die 1980s. Und wir sprechen über ganz tiefen Tonspüren von 1983.
1: 1983. Ja, jetzt geht's los. I'm switching back to English for the promo. This episode of Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by... 80's cruise Join your Stuck in the 80's Hosts along with MTV VJ's Mark Goodman Alan Hunter And downtown Julie Brown In spring 2024 For a week long Trip on board The Royal Caribbean Mariner of the Seas Performers Will include 38 Special Air Supply Soft Cell Debbie Gibson Sebastian Box Stephen Piercy of Rat Ray Parker Jr. Sheena Easton Wang Chung Midnight Star Animotion Real Life Escape Club When in Rome And more My friend More (laughs) And now we have a promo code. Use the promo code STUCK, that's S-T-U-C-K, You spell it, you get it, to get $200 worth of cabin credit when you book. You must be a first-time 80s cruiser to use this code, and you have to use it when you book. Go to www.the80scruise.com for more information. But do it soon. The ship is already 90% sold out. 90%? <laughs> oh, Shocking. I know, they dropped all the pictures from this year today, and I saw that too. Did you see there's some pretty good pictures of our trivia sessions?
0: Yes, I did notice that. There's some. You're looking there's,
1: rather sharp, Stephen C. Spears.
0: <laughs> there's, there's photos where I actually look like a professional journalist interviewing Howard Jones. I was pretty amazed by that.
1: It's, it's glorious, I'm telling you. We need to slip a little something <laughs> extra in the photographer's pay
0: envelope next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, hey, guys. Obviously, Brad's back, and he didn't come empty-handed. He brought a new podcast idea with him. So, go ahead, Brad, explain what you have in mind.
1: Okay, well, let me just tell you how this idea came to me. I was minding my own business around the house and uh I needed some background noise music or something. And I was having trouble Are you familiar with the Plex Media Server software?
0: <laughs> no, you might be making this up as far as I No, I
1: I really like this platform. It's a good platform, but I run it on a little kind of standalone computer. And like all of my movies are on there, so I can watch them any place I want in the house. I can stream them to my Roku. I can stream them to my phone. It's fantastic. But it wasn't working. It was making me mad. So I had to pull out a monitor and a keyboard and all this nonsense to connect to the computer to get to it. And it turned out it just wasn't booting up properly. So I got that fixed. And then I needed to test it, right? Because that's what you do when you fix something. You make sure it's really working. Like when you fix the brakes on your car, you send someone you don't like out to drive your car to see if the brakes work. <laughs> <laughs> so I go turn it on in the, the other room, turn on the Roku, go to the Plex thing, and what's the t- first movie that pops up there is Valley Girl. Like, I must have just added that. I don't know. And so I thought, well, okay, well, let's start that and see if it works. It does work. You remember the opening credit sequence. Sure, yeah, yeah. They're shopping, right? They're at the mall and they're shopping. And there's a song that's playing underneath that montage.
0: Girls Like Us.
1: Girls Like Me, yeah, Bonnie Hayes. And, I mean, that's a snappy little number. There's no two ways about it. That's a great song. It sets the tone. And it just got me thinking, like, this is a movie with a fantastic soundtrack, but there are songs on it that you don't think about very often. Aha! Aha. And we all know from the reading that nineteen eighty three, now to be fair, nineteen eighty three was the year we were fifteen, turning sixteen, and I've been on the record for a long time as saying the golden age of everything is when you're fifteen years old. So this is right in our sweet spot. Summer nineteen eighty three, we had driver's licenses, like we were a menace to society. It was not gonna get any better than that. And the movies that year, I don't care how bad they were, they were great. (laughs) So we have nothing but fond memories of these movies and there are movies that have amazing soundtracks that have signature songs on them. But in the, in the spirit of the change up show a little bit, let's look a little deeper and find some other fun songs on these soundtracks.
0: I'm sorry. You totally lost me when you started talking about turning 16 and, and having a car and having all that freedom
1: You kind of, you kind of, kind of went off into your own memories there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Tell me what you saw, Steve. Tell me what you saw, please.
0: Now it's we've talked about it before on the show. I had a Mustang, a 1982 white Ford Mustang that Hmm. my mom wanted to buy for me, or my my, it was my mom's idea because she had a Mustang when she was growing up, and it was like her big. Car memory is a Mustang, so she kind of wanted me to have my big car memory. I don't think I knew that about your mom. Wow, she
1: just keeps climbing the ladder. (laughs) So, Pretty soon I'm going to be sending her monthly checks,
0: aren't I? Oh, boy. She loved that. The first weekend that I had my driver's license and I was in the car. Now, this is – I. Might have been a six-cylinder car at the time. I, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, it could have been. But it had. It had. It had some get-up and go. Did it have
1: a little oomph? The loomph Yeah. Probably yeah. a six then.
0: And uh, I remember driving through the neighborhood. My dad saw me, and waved me down, and he's like, "What the <sighs> hell? Why are you?" I'm like, "I swear to God, I'm going underneath the speed limit." He goes, "There's no way you're you're going 35 miles per hour." And I. I Look, here's the speedometer right here. I was looking at the kilometers per hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for the record, 1983 Ford Mustangs had four engine options. They had a puny little four cylinder, they had a turbo four cylinder, there was a V6 option and a V8 option.
0: Okay, so the it was V8 the V6. option was
1: the 5.0. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hell, it might have been a four cylinder. I have no the, idea. The but the
1: V6 had was the middle power. The, yeah. the turbo four cylinder had more power than the, the V6. It had a. Anyway, fake, this is fascinating. I know we don't <laughs> talk about cars enough on the show, do we?
0: It had a. It had a fake car, like a hood, like a oh, hood with the, scoop, with the
1: scoop. Yeah, yeah, it had a fake
0: one. <laughs> Love it. That was that was. Um, I gotta admit, I felt bad about that. I felt like I was a bit of a phony with that, but it looked nice. It just, you know, what if you don't have a scoop, don't pretend you have a scoop. Yeah, agree. Anyway, back to what you're talking about. Hey, I love this idea. 1983 to me is is an amazing year of movies.
1: Yeah, that summer was, whew. Yeah. Forget about it.
0: Well, I want to kick it off then, and I'm going to use the example that you gave. I'm going to start with uh, Valley Girl. Valley Girl uh, is about to turn 40. I think it turns 40 years old a few days from now as we record this. And we've already done a show or two or probably five about Valley Girl. I think we even did a show when the sequel came out. or not The sequel the, 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 re, the, the remake. Remake. Which,
1: the, which, for the record, I really enjoyed.
0: Yes, me too. And I didn't think I would, but I did. And I'll never
1: forget Alicia Silverstone saying, sit your butt down. <laughs> but it was... It's good parenting right there. Anyway.
0: It was, it was a movie that didn't, it didn't get the headlines of Fast Times at Richmond High, which had come out the year before. It's remembered now because uh, Martha Coolidge was the director. I mean, that was, I think, one of her first projects. It's remembered because of the chemistry between Debbie Foreman and Nicolas Cage. But I think when you finally see it and you rewatch it, the thing that stands out is the soundtrack. Mm. So and I good. don't know if this is factually correct or not. I, I tried to look it up. I don't remember there being a soundtrack issued at the time. Uh, in the '90s, they did come out with uh, music from Valley Girl, Volume One and Volume Two, that had all the songs. But I don't remember there being in 1983 or 1984, whenever we finally saw it, which for me was on HBO. Yeah, me when too. It, yeah, I don't remember there being a soundtrack, but it was full of songs that, if you didn't grow up in California, you'd never heard. Yeah, especially by a if bunch you didn't. Bands
1: have, that you like, what?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Plimsolls sparks payolas josie cotton uh, all complete total mysteries to me at the time obviously modern english psychedelic furs uh men at work those yes we those were on my radar but one artist who was not was gary myrick and this is the song i picked It's time to win. Do you remember this mm. from the movie?
1: I do. I do. Gosh. I mean, this is one of those, you said, when you say it wasn't as well regarded or maybe high a profile as Fast Times, to me, that's kind of what made it. To me, it was better that way. Like, I felt like it was mine, not everybody's.
0: Wow. That's interesting.
1: You know? Like, that's oh, a- it's too popular. I, I can't be that into it. But this was like, oh, I've just, I see this on the TV. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just for me. Like, yeah. I get to watch it.
0: I think it's aged better. Uh, yeah. I mean, neither one of them right. aged particularly well. They're both very much.
1: They're of their time, for yes, sure. exactly.
0: So, anyway, Gary Myrick actually has two songs on the Valley Girl soundtrack. She Talks in Stereo is probably the better known song. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And he originally released that in 1980 when he has his band, The Figures. The song charted. It also did well in Australia. It, it was, I guess, included on K-Rock's list of the top 100 records of the decade, which is surprising. Nice. You go, K-Rock. But I like Time to Win, and it's played in the scene where Debbie and Nick are making out in the backseat of Fred's car after they meet at the party in the valley. And Fred's uh, chasing Stacy around the car trying to score a kiss, which he eventually does.
1: Uh, I, that, that scene is amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh. But that song does it. I mean, it, it wraps up that scene so well. It gives it that burst of innocence and importance and yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, because that could
1: feel very creepy. But somehow, you know, Fred, Fred makes it work. He's a charming scamp. <laughs> but he's charming.
0: Yeah. I think I saw Gary. I want to say Gary performed at one of the Vegas shows that we were at. Oh, Yeah. I think, as I keep raising my voice, I know, I know somebody, I thought <laughs> it was either him or somebody else from 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 the soundtrack was there. His career is pretty impressive. His story is really interesting. He grew up in Dallas and eventually replaced Stevie Ray Vaughan in the band uh, Cracker Jack.
1: Oh, good grief.
0: He relocated to L.A. where he formed Gary Myrick and The Figures. He had a, f- a few LPs and EPs. I think he had like 10 studio albums during his career. He also took a break to write songs and play guitar for John Waite on his No Breaks album. What? Yeah, he's worked for everybody. Big Audio Dynamite, Jackson Brown, Wilson Pickett, Stevie Wonder. Dang, that's amazing. Good he's got a out. resume.
1: But it's a, a, it's a yeah, that's a career. That's two careers.
0: There, there's so many songs you could pick from Valley Girl that that could qualify, you know, for a deep cut. But this is the one to me that when it's all said and done, that's the one I was I was always trying to figure out who sings that song. You know, just Captures yeah. the moment so it well. Just,
1: it just kind of is weaved into that scene.
0: Yeah, Good movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again now that it's turned 40. I might, I might throw it on the uh, DVD player sometime soon. Maybe that's our next virtual drive-in. Oh, that would be fun. We do those for patrons. And yeah. uh, Brad uh, puts a movie on Zoom. We all sit there and use the chat function while we're while watching. We I know watch that them. sounds
1: horrible, but Zoom has done a pretty good job of making that work pretty well.
0: Yeah, we just did uh what was it, Rock and Roll High School?
1: yes, we're we're stuck in the high school here. Maybe we do Valley Girl and then we'll move on to a college movie. Oh, I don't know.
0: That's been what college <laughs> movie would you even pick? I don't know. Just...
1: Uh Back to School.
0: <laughs> oh. Just rewatched that the other day, so that's not a bad pick.
1: And remember, son, you're a mellow.
0: <laughs> anyway, what's the what's the first deep cut you have this week?
1: Okay. My first deep cut is from the Francis Ford Coppola black and white extravaganza known as Rumblefish.
0: One day I'll show them just what i made
1: of There'll be a time when I won't remember what I was afraid of And I'll be swimming in the sea No banging on this glass for me My eyes saw red when my life turned blue So I'm leaving everything that's true And I'll jump in too And then you won't be able to box me in. That's Don't Box Me In, Steve. Do you remember this song?
0: I remember this song, but I didn't know it was from Rumblefish.
1: It, yeah, you hear it, and it just it sounds like a wall of voodoo song.
0: <laughs> it does. Very much but, so.
1: And that's, that just, again, shows you how a singer really puts their their imprimatur on a band, right? This sure. is a collaboration between Stuart Copeland, who did the soundtrack for Rumblefish, and Stan Ridgway. Shortly after he'd left Walla Voodoo, he had just departed to do solo stuff. Stuart Copeland, as I said, did the whole soundtrack for Rumblefish, which uh, is described as, quote, experimental, which I take to mean super weird.
0: <laughs> that's everything.
1: Uh, uh, that's kind of Stuart Copeland's stock and trade, isn't it?
0: Yeah, between the two of them, yeah. I'm surprised yeah, it even takes the musical to, form that it was yeah, re- odd, even recorded in English.
1: <laughs> odd to the 14th power. Rumblefish, if you're not remembering this is the second film based on one of S.E. Hinton's novel, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who really liked Tulsa. Apparently, do you remember the first one, Steve?
0: How can I forget The Outsiders?
1: There you go, there you go. I finally read that for the first time not that long ago.
0: I, I want to read that before we do a show about it. It's
1: it's you know, it's worthy of a look in you know freshman English. Absolutely, hundred percent. The kids will, you know, the kids these days will relate to the kids those days. I think.
0: Did you but read it in school? I don't remember I reading did not,
1: it. Believe it or not, I grew up in freaking Oklahoma, and we didn't <laughs> read it. Scarlet Letter, absolutely. Let's find out what Hester Prin's been up to. Oh yeah.
0: Oh wow, that's am I'm Impressed. You remember that much about it?
1: It's a deep, deep pull, deep pull. But no, we did not read this in in the high school of the Oklahoma, which is kind of surprising. Uh, anyway, the movie itself—if you don't remember. I remember that from the poster that year, cause I worked at the movie theater. I remember, This is in black and white. Like, are you for real? <laughs> like, so like, you just know it's super classy. Cause anything you shoot in black and white is automatically super classy. But the song, the song, again, Copeland plays the guitar, the drums, the bass, the keyboards, pretty much everything. Ridgway plays the harmonica, which is really what gives it that wall of voodoo feel. I think. And, and okay. He also sings a little bit, <laughs> But it did get some airplay. I don't think it. Well, I know. I know it didn't chart in the U.S. But It did get some airplay, probably on the likes of K Rock and wherever that place that Larry the Duck is on the air. I can't even remember. He's only said it to me fourteen bajillion W-L-I-R. times. W L I R. Yes. Do you remember the video? I don't think you do.
0: I only because I watched it today. To be honest, yeah. I mean this song was way off my radar.
1: Sure, sure. The video was directed by Mister Leah Thompson.
0: Uh, I think that's how he goes by the way. Uh,
1: he should. I would.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like Deutsch. for you,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Deutsch. Uh, he also directed Pretty in Pink and what I like to call Pretty in Blue, uh, also known <laughs> as Some Kind of Wonderful. Sadly, this is just your basic movie song video. Although, in keeping with the super classy nature of the movie Rumblefish, it is also shot in black and white. So, it's super classy. Did not make it on the U.S. charts as I mentioned, but it did have a little bit of love in the UK, made it all the way to 91, probably based on uh, Stuart Copeland's name.
0: That's impressive. It's better than I'll ever do. Yeah. So here's my second pick. We each have three picks, by the way. I don't think we said that up front. Coming in heavy today. Yeah, lots of content. Risky Business is an interesting movie to me. And we covered it early in Stuck in the 80s history. It's probably one of the first 20 or 30 episodes that we did, back before we really knew what we were doing.
1: Maybe it's time for revisit this <laughs> perennial classic.
0: Well, that's my my point. Is in my mind, the Tom Hanks, the Tom the Tom Hanks, <laughs> Tom Hanks,
1: Tom Tom Hanks in risky business. Yeah,
0: what a, that,
1: golly, guys,
0: <laughs> she's a hooker. Um, Gee whiz, Phil! Tom Cruise in the whole underwear dancing scene is seems to be the only enduring visage from this movie, and it's a shame. Uh, are you?
1: Uh, Pardon my French, but are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> what? The leaves blowing into the house, and oh, the dress yeah, well, blowing, I was, I was and getting... then the being on the train, like, I, those aren't the things you remember? I, they're not the things that most people remember.
0: You, you and I, yes, we remember those. I could... <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, write in and let us know if we're wrong.
0: I'd argue here that the music is, is one of the, the most enduring things about this movie. and A lot of that goes to Tangerine Dream obviously oh yeah i mean they they gave it a style that is completely its own risky business you, just you hear tangerine dream elevates
1: the yes. movie it elevates the movie and, 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 otherwise it's just a dumb dumb rich yeah. kid with an expensive car that he dumps in the lake <laughs> big whoop who's the u some ethereal sense over the top <laughs> man you got yourself a feature your film but
0: look at but look at the soundtrack whip it out obviously you've got the the cliche old time rock and roll by Bob Seeger. There's a journey song on there after the fall. Oh, I don't um, know. That. Phil Collins in the air tonight has a memorable, yep. yeah. But, um, there's a song that really sticks out to me, and I just rewatched this scene today because I wanted to make sure I understood what it happened. But I love this inclusion from Talking Heads. I That's Swamp, of course. And it takes it's played at the party at Joel's house where he turns his you know home into a brothel of sorts. I mean, not really of sorts. It's just a brothel. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a straight-up brothel. That's a straight-up brothel.
0: For, for all his uh, high school buddies. Swamp, it, as probably the hardcore fans know, from the 1983 album Speaking in Tongues, it didn't chart uh, when this album was released. Only uh, Burning Down the House and This Must Be the Place were the two songs that charted from Speaking okay. in Tongues. Uh, Swamp didn't chart when it was included in the Stop, Stop Making Sense live album, which is completely insane to me. It's one of the more memorable moments of the movie and the soundtrack. In this song, it in this movie, it gets in your head and it refuses to leave. It's that song that's more funk than rock and it just weaves in the whole complete bizarreness of the situation that we, we find ourselves in.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will. This is my comment. Now when I see movies, scenes like that and the party scene in 16 candles, like are all the neighbors deaf? Cause believe you me, <laughs> if that was going on at the house, even four doors down from my house, the mom and dad would hear about it.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that.
1: You know, they take over that neighborhood. Like, you know, somebody's across the street, Gladys Kravitzing it, like looking through the, the blinds going, what the fuck's going on over there? Charlie, get the cops on the phone.
0: Did you ever throw parties at your house when you were in high school? No, I didn't have any friends.
1: <laughs> well, that is an insult to the people that I did hang out with. I did have friends, but there were like five of us and we were playing D&D and drinking Dr. Pepper and <laughs> eating nacho cheese Doritos. So, fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, Party boy. <laughs> wow. Brad saved up some vile... Comments for this one. My dad owned a sailboat. His big thing to do was to take it out for the weekend. He, mom and him, would go out and they'd go to some you know island or they'd they'd sail down to some city and you know dock the boat for the night. Just have a couple of nights away from the kids. So we were allowed to invite some friends over, but be responsible. You know the rules. Be
1: good, Stephen. <laughs>
0: And uh, no, I mean
1: <clears throat> only three point two beer. We brought it in from Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> uh, that's mom had that in Ohio. She still talks about it. If you mention beer, she, she's she's going to mention the fact that she drank three point two beer in Ohio. Yeah, you but yeah, that we stuff had parties. I walk. mean, there weren't prostitutes there, but there was a lot of booze. <laughs> <laughs> weren't rolling in rollaway
1: beds into the study. Oh, it
0: was. We need the room. <laughs> I, I got into a lot of trouble once because I guess my my mom had figured out that somebody had. Somebody had used the shower in their room. Mm. A couple had been in there.
1: That's not where I leave the soap. What's this loofah <laughs> yeah. doing over
0: here? Apparently, as, as careful as I try to be after after those house parties and like make sure everything. It was, it was just like Joel. There's a damn chip in the middle of the. There's one little thing. And yeah. you get caught. And that was the one I got.
1: In the college, I did get caught like that. Like my one friend left a beer cap in the garbage disposal oh god I can, yeah. oh I didn't look in the garbage disposal why would I do yeah, that yeah no that's a
0: bad one I think Risky Business would be worth a, a contemporary look if we should it's been, we've been yeah, doing this know. damn thing for 18 years we can, we can go back and, and go revisit a go back and redo
1: a, I think that'd be okay
0: <laughs> what's your next pick
1: listeners let us know what you think my next pick is from not terribly different from the first one this is also from a movie that was really made by HBO this is from Eddie and the Cruisers <laughs> baby someone I love this song Keen eyes might have noticed that the band in Eddie the Cruisers is actually John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Yes, at least the music is played by them. Correct. Uh, they honestly they toiled. They toiled up and down the East Coast under this label. Oh yeah, you're just another Jersey band like Bruce Springsteen. Uh, which you know, okay. There's there are some similarities there. The the Beaver Brown Band. They're they're a bar band. Like That's just, if someone asks you to describe their music in two words, bar band.
0: I guess that's but a bad
1: thing. the movie producer, no, I don't think so. It's a genre that's got a long and storied history and that I enjoy listening to, right? It, it's That's great. Well, if you're a good bar band, that means I can walk in, not know any of your songs, and have a good time listening to you. Yay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: The, so the movie producer, Kenny Vance, was a fan of the band, and he asked – John Cafferty to come and write a couple songs for the for the film, and they kind of got going a little bit. And he's like, "You know what? You guys just play the whole album," uh, and it really kind of put them on the map. Uh, I think we all know the big hit from this
0: on the dark side.
1: That's one of the alternate titles to uh, Steve Spears' autobiography. <laughs> but the song that I just played for you is "Wild Summer Nights," and I just think again, it's a great bar band rocker. It's got the sax, and it just all oh, you can you can smell the beer on the floor when you hear this song like you could just tell where you are when you close your eyes <laughs> I just, again it's all i smell now <laughs> yeah you're welcome you're welcome i'm setting a scene for you close your eyes cast your mind if you will it's a crisp fall day you walk into a speakeasy uh, but along with the movie this album was absolutely buoyed up by its constant presence on hbo right and like to the point where this album went quadruple platinum
0: Jeez, quadruple like, platinum
1: yeah Good for you, John Cafferty. Good for you, my friend. In 2016, Rolling Stone ranked the fictional Eddie and the Cruisers at number 18 on their list of 25 greatest movie bands. Guess who was just above them at number 17?
0: Uh, I I wonder. Oh my god. The O'Neaters.
1: Yes, I wonder what happened to the O'Neaters. <laughs> and and, and coinc, not coincidentally, but Ranked at number 25, one of our favorite movies starring a band that isn't real that's set in the 1980s in Ireland, Sing Street.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's a good pick. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So now I want to watch both of those movies again.
0: Yeah, no, Sing Street, I highly recommend. I God, I used to watch that almost every night for like a month. It's a good movie. Yeah.
1: Good. And I, I just – maybe actual musicians can write in and explain this to me, but – how is it that people can write such catchy damn tunes as like throwaway movie songs for fake bands? Are, are those people also writing like giant top forty hits? I, I don't understand it because if it's that easy, then I'm going to start doing it
0: myself. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll wait and check the emails. Wow! No, I, when when I saw you were going to do uh, Eddie and the Cruisers, I was wondering what song could he possibly pick that's a deep cut, and this is it. You're right. You forget about Wild Summer Nights.
1: Yeah, the other thing I'll say about Wild Summer Nights was it was really kind of their first exposure of any kind. They had self-released a single in 1980 with Wild Summer Nights and uh, Tender Years, and both of those songs end up on the soundtrack. Never charted, didn't make it anywhere close to the charts, but Wild Summer Nights, let's go have some (laughs) soon.
0: That would be nice. Okay, true story. Last night, the wife and I sit down, open a bottle of Chablis warm up her DVD player which takes 10 minutes to warm up
1: <laughs> so you gotta, gotta prime the pump gotta put in a little oh oil I'm <laughs> telling
0: you like right now if I, if, I knew it was gonna, if I knew we were gonna watch a movie after we record this show I would go out there and turn it on right now because it'll take that long and what movie did we put in there? Two of a Kind with uh, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta um, I told her I was picking a song from this, and she's like, "Oh, we got to watch the movie again." So we did. When you watch it again, you kind of realize why it was such a bust. Uh oh. But it's still lovable. It's still like you know. You just have to have. You have to have your heart in the right place to, and then then it just kind of grows on you a little bit.
1: Did you just call me a sarcastic grout?
0: Because <laughs> I'll accept that. I, did, I implied it. But anyway, (laughs) Twist of Fate is obviously the big, big, super well known song from this album. But don't turn your back on this one. Let's Take a Chance, uh, a duet by Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. <laughs> and here's how deep it is of a cut. It's on the soundtrack, but not in the movie. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> oh,
1: dang. That scene ended up on the cutting room probably, floor.
0: Probably. A lot of the scenes probably should have ended up on the cutting room floor. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and of all the movies we're talking about today, this is probably the one you least likely to have seen. God, the, the God, voiced by Gene Hackman, of course. <laughs> because, because why not? Does he coach basketball yeah. too? <laughs> and uh, defeats Superman. Uh, God has grown disillusioned with humans and has decided to start all over again. And it is a group of angels who convince him to give humans another chance while outmaneuvering the devil at the same time. Um, basically... They have to have. I think it's, I think the shtick is Travolta and uh, Olivia Newton John have to fall in love or have to do something. They have to do something really selfless for each other. I think is the shtick.
1: Like, like gift of the magi kind of thing. Yeah. I cut my hair to buy you a watch chain, I sold my watch to buy you some combs.
0: Yeah. So Travolta plays an inventor who's running from loan sharks. He attempts to rob a bank where OJ is the the teller. (laughs) She tricks him and takes the money for herself. And so the two of them really kind of uh, try God's patience until they finally, at the very end, find a way to show compassion for one each other. But the the movie was a bust. I mean, the critics hated it. 80s fans probably still have a soft spot in their heart for it. The soundtrack was platinum, which is crazy because, I mean, really it had maybe three great songs on it. It had Twist of Fate. It's going to be special by Patty Austin. Ask the Lonely by Journeys on there. Prima Donna mm. by Chicago. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good soundtrack. You could have just bought the single for Twist of Fate, people. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, use the time machine to go back and advise record buyers. Uh, not your first choice, sir.
0: Twist of Fate, by the way, got to number five on the chart, and it remains uh, ONJ's 15th but also final appearance on the top ten chart. So. Mm. Now I feel sad. Yeah, but if, if you don't want to watch the movie, at least go queue up the video for Take a Chance. Oh, okay. Tell because me more. Because it is it – is, it, it seemed like uh, O&J was doing a lot of videos on the same exact set. Like She must have like blocked off a couple of days and said, let's see how many videos we can knock out. And this is one of them. So it's on this set with um, – Fuzzy camera angles, uh, lots of mirrors. It looks like it's lifted straight from a soap opera, basically. Mm, Lovely. It's cheese. It is the movie house, sticky, nacho, fake cheese cheese. You know, still delicious.
1: Oh, I love that stuff. but I uh, I don't like to think about what's in it, but oh my gosh, I do love it.
0: (laughs) There's no cheese in my cheese. Orange
1: plastic cheese
0: sauce. When you first got a microwave... Was that the first thing you did with it? Was like just make your own nachos endlessly? Because that's what I did.
1: Actually, I think that's what I'm going to have tonight for dinner.
0: <laughs> I remember getting like taking Doritos and like slices of American cheese, like just pull them right off oh, out of the plastic. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my gosh. Just, that sounds magical.
0: Just, Sit, just put them all over those chips. About Thirty seconds. It was, it was the greatest thing on earth.
1: Throw a little pace on there. Ooh, now I, um, that's real I, food.
0: I, I, I guarantee you, I've had that exact dish within the last three months. Mm. <laughs> so Thirty seconds to heaven. is what I call that's it. <laughs>
1: not the Steve Spears story, as yeah. it turns out.
0: <laughs> that's it for me. What's what's your final song from nineteen eighty three?
1: Okay, my final song for 1983. I'm just going to give you a little bit of information. It's 1983. We've established that. Irene Cara, Giorgio Moroder. Here we go. It's
0: really great for me too.
1: thought you knew where i was going friend and you were wrong yeah wrong 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 that's the dream parentheses hold on to your dream close parentheses by irene cara from the dc cab soundtrack oh
0: god that is that is a deep cut from a deep pick movie
1: it's actually kind of the it's probably the most popular song on a deep cut soundtrack so I kind of screwed up my own rules here but I was looking at the Flashdown soundtrack and I saw Irene Karen and I'm like wait no I want to do that song and since you know this is Steve's and my show you get to suffer along with us as we change rules as we go <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> completely recognize it once you got to the actual song it's got this kind of long gauzy introduction well I don't know what Giorgio Moroder was thinking but but we get there and then once you get going it's 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 pretty snappy you know it happens <laughs> uh, I will allow you, if you were so upset about my changing rules, to sue me for this breach of my own idea, but I think actually that would be me suing myself, so, so good luck finding someone to represent you. <laughs> this is yeah. not not a remake of the ELO song, Hold On Tight, to your dreams, from the amazing 1981 concept album, Time. Hey, we should do a show about that sometime. Be fine. But it's an original composition by Giorgio Moroder, Irene Cara, and Pete Belote, who wrote along with Marota wrote some big hits for Donna Summer. Perhaps you've heard of love to love you, baby, or oh, perhaps yes. I feel love. Oh yeah. And many others for the movie DC cab, as mentioned.
0: If I saw DC cab, I don't remember much about it. I know I've seen portions of it.
1: Yeah. That's, that's exactly where I landed on this too, was I'm like, wait a minute. Have I ever really seen this movie? I, I'm sure I did. But, I mean, I remember the poster. I know the cast was like, Gary Busey's in it. Mr. T is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Adam Baldwin might be in it.
0: (laughs) It might be. Very young. There's very few times in life where I feel like I'm an 80s fanatic fraud. But the the fact that I probably haven't committed this movie to memories is is one of those moments. Because I I know people who, who worship this movie for whatever reason. And so maybe it's worth our time as two people who haven't seen it to go back and see it.
1: Uh, It's uh, four bucks on uh, to rent on most streaming platforms right now. I don't know, four dollars, four bucks. You know, that's that's like a coffee and a half anymore.
0: (laughs) Jesus, but it might be worth it,
1: you know, for you folks for the research. I I I really actually I want to see this now. I just after listening to the listening to the song a couple times and doing a little research on how it all kind of came together. I'm like, "Hmm, yeah, I think I need to check this out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes it's fun to go back. I mean, the early 80s has some interesting movies, and this is certainly one of it. It's a
1: huge cast. Just for the cast, I want to see just the goofiness that ensues there. But meanwhile, back at the (laughs) ranch, we got this song, and we'll just shorten the name up a little bit for ease of pronunciation. We're just going to call it The Dream now. The Dream spent 14 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, climbed all the way to number 37, which again, that's much higher than I will ever get on the charts, and the video came into MTV rotation in December 1983. Video's not particularly remarkable. I mean, it's fun to see Irene Cara at the kind of height of her powers coming off of the back of Flashdance. But she lip syncs her way through a series of cab rides through London and DC. It's all very lovely.
0: <sighs>
1: so you might ask yourself, as I did today, gee, I wonder what Irene Cara's up to these days. And so I turned to the internet, and what did I find out? He's dead. Brad, you insensitive Claude. She passed away in November. Yeah. Just not that long ago. At the young age of 63, which is not that much older than we are, Steve.
0: We're all just one microwaved nacho away from (laughs) doing a duet with Irene Cara. I'm just, you know, I'm just being honest.
1: It's too soon. And don't worry. You are going to live forever, and we will remember your name.
0: I think I associate more with Maniac, but that's okay. (laughs) You know what else I'd like to associate with right now? The The Suggies.
1: Suggies. What's happening, hot stuff?
0: Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Ooh, it just comes right back to me. Mm. Mm, mm, Sweet. Mm. Mm. We've been on a run lately. I think this is uh, five podcasts in a row on, on... in a week. Yeah, i, or I less. Had to hurry
1: back before Chuck just like <laughs> carved his name into my chair and the guys <laughs> killing it.
0: Oh my god. Anyway, uh we will play a snippet of a movie from the eighties. It will not be one of the three or six movies we talked about just now. Although you never know. Hell. <laughs> Zlinks? That might actually work. Things have happened. <laughs> might be a nineteen eighty three movie I pick. Anyway, uh, if you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the post-a friendly bottle opener. Have you been keeping up in like keeping track of the names of people you have to send stuff I have, to?
1: I have the names. I I'm short on the goods, but we're working on. It. They should be delivered any day now.
0: Oh, that's good. The um,
1: I know I'm filling oh, okay. you with confidence, gentle <laughs> listeners. But yes, it's, it's coming.
0: No, no, I mean I, I, it's weird. Like the stuff I I've ordered some stuff for the house lately, and it just it either comes. Five days too early or, or five weeks too late lately. So I have no <clears throat> confidence in the mail system or the or the UPS business. Although something that did arrive. I, I got the, whatchamacallit, the, my Miss Pac-Man arcade cocktail table arrived.
1: Oh, oh, you did? It's, oh, my gosh. It's sitting
0: right behind me. It's in the office. You mentioned it's, it. You mentioned can, it on last show, yeah. Yeah, I can reach over and touch it from right where I'm sitting. <sighs> oh, I could, that's magical. I could, play, I could play it while we're... While you're reading the names Cast your mind back to episode 661 Here was the MMM You know my mother told me I ought to be a farmer My dad wanted me to be a baseball player Yep, that's the natural I I don't think I fooled too many people But I was trying to go for the whole It's the start of the baseball season Blah, blah, blah Yeah, it's perfect not as many people got it as I wanted to, but uh, you know I'll keep you busy for the next 45 seconds.
1: Oh, it's not a problem at all, sir. Not a problem at all. I'm very happy to read these names, and I will do so directly. Winners this week include... David Larson, Carol Jansen, Scott in Kansas, Todd in Minnesota, Chris Deepcut Samson, Tom Korn in Austria, Blue Fest in San Diego, John in Dallas, Kirk from Friendswood, Brock in North Dakota, Lou Sweet Lou Greeley, Alejandro Sticks, Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico, Todd Cunningham, Kevin Lost and Found Wench, and I'm going to butcher this one, Dirk Van Verruf, Van Verruf, <laughs> Van Verruf. Dirk, sorry. I know I sound like a car with a bad battery trying to start there. I'm making it worse, aren't I? Dirk is from London, Ontario, Canada, a.k.a. the less famous London.
0: Less filling, too. Mm. Um, Anyway, let's – we're not spinning any wheel yet because we still have to do another seggy. Ah, Spears, you fool. I'm sitting here thinking about firing up the game machine and like how how long will it take to fire it up? Can I fire it up before Brad finishes? Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Going to save it. Um, anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie moment. Colonel, one of your missiles just took out a barbecue shack down in Little Tokyo. Francis, isn't that Ray's district? Yes, it is. Do you have his number? Right here. Well, you better give him a call. If you know it. I- I'm saying 1983 seems like a good bet. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, anyway, email us at podcast at dot and then tune in maybe maybe sooner than later. And find out if you're You a just winner.
1: never know. We've been on a tear. Ah,
0: the miscord refrain that is named that 80s tune. Alas, we will play a clip from a song or a tune or a hit from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for swag glory. Hmm. Possibly having your name mispronounced by Brad. Hey, you know, it could happen. I, I don't know what I would have said. V- Van... Van Vrouw. Van Vrouw. Van just
1: yeah, sound like sound like a car with a Van Trying to start. V
0: a n V r o u w e r f f. That is tough. V- Van I, Van Vrouw. I'll
1: I'll respect <laughs> to you, Dirk. I'll respect.
0: I can't do it. Dirk, spell, send us an email and spell it out phonetically. i have just just out of curiosity, if more more than anything.
1: Yeah, and use small words. <laughs>
0: Anyway, from episode 661, here was the tune. That's You Are by Lionel Richie. I have tickets to see Mr. Richie here in, a, uh, I guess it's a couple months now. August, maybe?
1: So he, are, is he touring with Earth, Wind, and Fire, or is this just a one-off?
0: I don't know if it's a full tour. I'm seeing him in Tampa, and he has Earth, Wind, and Fire opening for him, presumably.
1: If that's coming through LA, I have to get tickets. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I just,
1: you know, I, I have to say, I was not really that interested in seeing the Earth wind, and Fire anymore because I'm just assuming that nobody's left in the band. But my my sister in law and her husband went and saw them recently, and just like they put on an amazing show. And so now I'm like, oh, so they're like more in the cool in the gang model where they've slotted in new guys that can do the same stuff. So
0: I believe that is the case. I'm up for it. Um, so be Who wants to join
1: me at the LA show at the Kia Forum on September 15th? Oh, oh, I'm not in town on the September 15th.
0: Curse you, calendar! How do you, you know that already, that you're not in town?
1: Yeah, we ha- we have vacation planned in the fall.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: But don't worry, Chuck will fill in admirably while I'm gone.
0: <laughs> We've got tickets now for everything. We've got tickets for that, Duran Duran, and we just got tickets to Kenny Loggins on his phone. Fu- oh, wow. Filed.
1: That's a... you never go to another concert again after you go but to those. There
0: are none of them in, or, or in Orlando, though. I have to drive back to Tampa Bay for all of them. Uh, but they're all on oh, Saturday y- nights.
1: Uh, August 26th at Tampa Florida at the Amelie Arena.
0: Oh, that's the one I'm going to.
1: That's when you're seeing Lionel Richie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we just got a hotel room for it the other day, so we're all set. Sweet. Anyway, that is a long way of saying Brad's got some names to read.
1: I do. I did this to myself. I picked this song because I felt like, you know, Lionel needs to get out a little more on the show. We don't talk that much about him, but now we have. And now I will read all of your names. Winners this week include... Mary Beth from Madison, Ohio, Sal Lardamita, Holly and Bee Cave, Stinky Whistleteats. Okay, Stinky. <laughs> I didn't know Gee, that. I one. didn't have any trouble pronouncing that. Weird. <laughs> Carol Parrot, Rosemary Mall, Blue Fest of San Diego, Anastasia in Colorado, Dan in Omaha, Stephen Ventura, Dave Taylor from Sewell, New Jersey, Katie spelled correctly in Indiana, Peter Ryan, Don Hammock, Laura from Pittsburgh, Lou, Sweet Lou Greeley, W.H. from MV, Totally Cool Ladies Tam. Alejandro Sticks Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico. Kevin Found and Lost Winch. Michelle O'Brien in Weymouth, Mass. Can I say Mass or do I have to say Massachusetts? We'll just go with Mass. Night Elf Mohawk Marlin from the land south of Fort Worth. Okay. <laughs> Carlos Lost in Pennsylvania. Lynn with three N's in Nebraska. And Chuck Coverley, Who writes, That's my favorite Lionel Richie song. Great choice.
0: That's probably my favorite Lionel Richie song. It's catchy.
1: Half of what you think are your favorite Lionel Richie songs are really Commodore songs.
0: Ooh, there's there's a, a negative truth if there ever was one. <laughs> Anyways, I know you've you've rested up, so it's your turn to uh, spin the dial. Oh, spin a yeah, wheel. Go. You ready? Yep. And looks like it's gonna land on Rosemary Mall. You are this week's winner. So email us your uh, postal address information and uh, Brad will add you to his list of chores. (laughs) Sounds wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, but it's not that far off the truth.
0: Yeah, well, we all have chores. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. (music) If you know it, email us at Podcast at SATs.com. Tune in soon. Find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome to Timex Quartz. Incredible technology. Our new Timex Elite is the thinnest quartz calendar watch in the world. Our new solid state watch
1: has no moving parts. These are microchip projected hands. Now bring the value of Timex Quartz into your world.
0: Hey, we're back. We got time for a little, for little uh, emails, right? Talk to a little yeah. listener mailbag.
1: Ooh, we're mixing it up. we will throw this in after the commercial. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll let you read this one. This is from Marlon Moyer.
1: Yes, Marlin gave himself quite the nickname, as you might have noticed a moment ago. And, oh, you know, is, he the, is
0: he the one with the, the crazy I encourage that kind of silliness. It's good. <laughs> uh, is he uh, you know? Sticky Weasel Tits?
1: No, no, no. He's Night Elf Mohawk Marlin from the land oh, south oh, of Marlin. Oh. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, okay. it's okay. really We're impressed with this. The Here we go. St- sticky Weasel Tits. <sighs> <sighs> teats. Yes, that was, teats. That was,
1: that was designed to attract your attention. Mission accomplished. Marlin writes. If there was a swap out of artists in the 1980s, my pick would be Lionel Richie. You couldn't turn on the radio without hearing one of his songs. And oh boy, were they all sappy. Marlon, look, Lionel Richie got many of us a little smoochy action, okay? So let's be nice to Lionel. I needed the smoochy action. Anyway, he continues. I loved hearing Steve's pick from Kilroy Was Here. I got that album from a field trip to our local radio station that my seventh grade class took. I thought I'd struck gold. Of course I had to use our family's big console stereo system with the heavy lid. It's a good thing my mom likes Sticks and Pink Floyd. Or at least she pretended. That album brought back some great memories. And yes, I did listen to the entire Kill Ray Was Here album. It's a great album, but my favorite still has to be Pieces of Eight. That's a good pick. Now he gets to the the scolding part. Brad, Brad, Brad. What's with the Asia hate? Has the smile left your eyes? The disco hotspots hold no charm for you? Don't cry. Only time will tell if this was just a heat of the moment comment from you. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Glad to be a Patreon supporter. Still stuck in the 80s. Night health Mohawk Marlon from the land south of Fort Worth. Okay. So you may remember in that episode, I made some disparaging-ish remarks about Asia's propensity for rhyming all of their lyrics. And so I I wrote him back and I said, Marlon, I don't hate Asia I listen to their first two albums all the time and I listen to their third album more often than is probably prudent. I just find the, all the rhyme all the time thing a little bemusing. And then about a week later I get this email. Oh, and you could, I hope you can hear the smile on my face. Marlon writes, Oh, you are evil. Mr. Pratt in LA. I just listened to heat of the moment for the first time since this email and dang it, all I could think about was, wow, that line could have been better if they didn't force the rhyme. It's <laughs> odd that I never really concentrated on that before this. I hope you're happy, Mr. Brad in L.A. Is Brad happy? Brad's f***ing ecstatic.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: I've poisoned is- another one. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to turn this on tonight instead of the uh, risky oh, business. I don't know. We'll have to makes see. makes me so
1: happy, Marlon. I cannot tell you how happy that makes me.
0: Hope you enjoyed the show. If there's any deep cuts from 1983 soundtracks you think we missed, send them to us. Well, who knows? Maybe we can squeeze a part two out of this. I'd be interested. I think the key, though, is it has to be an album, a soundtrack that you would, you know, it can't just be like the soundtrack to some movie that no one ever talked about. It has to sort of be a. You know, a yeah. memorable soundtrack, and then find the deep cut.
1: Uh, yeah, you can't. Don't be bringing the Brian Eno Apollo and the Atmospheres soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I love that album. It is fantastic. If you're ever having trouble sleeping, it is perfect to listen to. But you and I, listeners, are now the only three people that have heard it. I mean, yeah,
0: four. I mean, it really, was three because I wasn't paying attention. More like yeah, two. like I said. <laughs> anyway. uh, Anyway. Thank you again to all our patrons uh, for your support. Uh, we really appreciate it. And until the next show, which we hope will be very, very soon, Brad and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the '80s.
1: A Peter Shane. And if
0: sometimes I can't seem to talk, you'll know this blackboard lacks a piece of
1: chalk. Stuck in the '80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com/stuckinthe80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening. Let go!